0: Hi, hey, this is Kim Davis. Welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And today, I'm one-on-one with Wayne Powers, who's the Chief Revenue and Operating Officer at Philassis. Welcome, Wayne. Well, thank
1: you. Thanks for the inviting me.
0: Ah, I was uh, asking you what brings you to New York, but you actually, you live here and your parent company, as I understand. It? Yeah,
1: so I, I've... Been spending the last 20 years of my career here in, in New York and living in Connecticut, but we'll be, as I mentioned, transitioning to uh, Detroit uh, as we're, we're moving um, there. But our McCanders and Forbes, which is our parent company, is based here in New York. So
0: Okay. And I want to get into uh, some stories about your background, where you come from, but perhaps just to set the scene first, some of our listeners. May not know where Velasis is located in this sure. ecosystem. So tell us what Velasis does.
1: Yeah, so Velasis is a it's company that's in, uh, based in Livonia, Michigan. Uh, started out initially as a uh, an FSI or a freestanding ISERT company, working primarily with CPGs on connecting consumers to offers and promotions. Uh, started out primarily in the newspaper uh, distribution mechanism. And over the course of the past many, many years, as we've continued to evolve as a company, uh, taking that distribution and creating a shared mail package where we could connect consumers with retailers and other offers with our, our, our FSI products to really deeper, engage consumers um, in a one-on-one basis. So we today send about 110 million shared mail packages out to our consumers on a monthly basis, uh, and the extension is that we've created with our uh, our digital audience is a way that, again, as I was sharing with you, is it to be able to connect to consumers about the course of their purchase journey and personal your purchase experience. So in the morning, as you're going through your your email or your, you know, your, your newspaper and getting those offers, and then maybe using that as an extension as you're out now and, and about whether you're shopping or you're at work, doing your search on your either your mobile device or your uh, or your desktop is really to be able to connect to consumers in an environment at which point they're most interested in and open to receiving offers and promotions. So our whole premise is being able to really create and really continue that experience and that journey for the consumers.
0: It's fascinating to us because what we're seeing, uh, as in so many cases, is the transition of what was once a traditional direct mail, insert, hard copy paper business into the digital world. But I want to just step back a moment because you have a substantial background in an even older, more august environment, which is Time Inc. and Time Magazine. So, what did you do there?
1: Yeah, so again, so I, I ran kind of the um, you know the, the publishing side of, uh, of Time Inc. And, and primarily, really, with our advertisers on as we continue to evolve to those brands, which historically started, as you know, as a magazine property. Mm-hmm and really integrate it into a much more of a multi-platform experience. So we were really creating those contextual experiences for our readers, which then led us to building these experiences for our advertisers that were much more multi-platform. So again, using and starting with the magazines to create the story and start the conversation, but then we're using it as a way to drive them to our web properties to deeper, further engage in, in specific content that ultimately then led our advertising experience to be much more specific around behavior. Mm-hmm. So again, speaking and influencing consumers at that point in time, which they were most open and interested in receiving messages, and it, and it really started to build that whole multi-channel, multi-platform experience.
0: So, if I can just make sure I understand that, you could drive you could drive consumers from the paper magazine we're all familiar with to the online properties but you could also give advertisers the added value once the consumers are online of a lot more data a lot more personal information that's right, that
1: kind that's of right. Thing. so that gave us then the ability to really more intentrically, intentrically look at what kind of content they were engaging in and then from that be able to send more relevant content and relevant offers to them so if we also knew that you know you were really interested in you know, a specific amount of content around whether it be cooking and if it happened to be a particular type of, of food, we could then start connecting with our CPG advertisers on sending promotional offers around that specific topic. So, okay,
0: yeah. And, and Time Magazine, of course, a great gateway because it's such an established publication. Great
1: brands, yes. Okay, yes. so...
0: Any lessons from that experience which are relevant to you today with Velasquez? Yeah, you
1: know, very similar in terms of the path. As mm-hmm. we say, we've got, you know, this large print audience that, you know, has shown and proven to continue to be very uh, diligent in the way that they look for offers, they look for the promotions. You know, when you talk about print, our print actually happens to be one of the sectors that's still showing growth. Uh, right. The shared mail, the direct mail to consumers is still showing fairly significant growth on a year-over-year basis. So, you know, we've been fortunate enough to be able to now to take that, you know, lessons that we've learned from the direct mail and our shared mail packages to really now to start to extend those offers and those messages to online where we can get a lot more insights around, you know, data points for consumers throughout the course of their purchase
0: journey and purchase funnel through Got the it. day. Yeah. Got it. And uh, another aspect of the business is coupons. And again, when I, I'm old enough that when I think of coupons, I think of, things you, like, tear out of a little book and hand to someone. And I'm sure that's how it started with your company. Yeah. The coupons now mean something much more, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. If you think about, as I was saying to you earlier, the distribution and the redemption of the coupons continues to be still really relevantly strong. I mean, 90% of consumers in our latest study show that, you know, the coupons still influence their, their purchase. So now how do you take that insights that you gain from the consumer uh, from the printed product to really, again, to shift them to whether they're in store whether you're doing it through the mobile device, um, again, at point of influence. So now all of a sudden you can take this hugely great audience that you're doing from print and engage them at a point which they're really now ready to make the purchase. So whether you're tearing the coupon out right. or bringing it with you, which, again, a majority of the consumers still do that. Yeah. Um, less than 10% of coupons are redeemed uh, electronically. Mm-hmm. So it's that combination of the two that really makes the story so powerful for us.
0: And you mentioned that you're still seeing expansion in the, in the print space. Uh, that's because, presumably, there's still really good ROI on it. It still, it's still works. Working. It yeah.
1: still works. And, you know, more and more our advertisers are really, you know, challenging uh, their media teams to be able to proof of concept to make sure not only can they get the redemption but where I think you were going a little earlier, they're using it more for also for branding. So it's it's more than just the the sense off toward the purchase. Is that how can they leverage those, you know, those printed ads to be able to help consumers expand their overall depth and understanding of the product and the brand? And how you take content around that helps, you know, with the consumer
0: experience. Okay. Now, and is there a way you're sending consumers? Online from the print product is that something you're also doing? Yes.
1: So again, you can use, and, and we're we're working on some technology that takes, and uh, we're calling it watermarking. So you can actually take ah. a printed page that has content or has offers to it, and you literally you take a an app on your phone uh, mm-hmm. and you circle over the actual page and it'll send you to a destination at which the advertiser wants you to go, whether it be to a video or to one of their web properties and their devices. And then the uniqueness about it is it starts to recognize the things around your phone, so the kind of apps that you, you, know, you have or you know, where you start to spend your time, and it personalizes the offer and the message to you. Okay. So as you then get the offer based on that advertiser, it's much more of a personalized experience for the consumer.
0: Got it. Now, I mean, there's always a the privacy thing. Is there permissions here? Are permissions involved?
1: So you as a consumer, you we, we tell you exactly what right. you're going to do, and you then choose to, obviously, how much deep you want to go into the content and, and connect with that particular um, website. But yeah. So it's, it's really all up to the consumer as to how... How far they, they go with it, but you know early days it 's been very uh, very promising results, so we 're excited about it
0: okay and the other thing which intrigues me is a trend i 'm seeing in direct mail where it 's moved from being like huge mail blasts where you send out everything to everyone at the same time to more data driven personalization even in Direct mail. That's right. Uh, is this something you're involved in? Yeah, we're
1: we're you know working pretty quickly and pretty diligently with a number of our um, partners to whole you know to take this whole personalization to the extreme um, that they're really driving uh, to. And I think again, it gets to the point where you know you want only to send offers the best you can to right. consumers who are really uh, looking for that product or service or really engaging with that kind of content. So. You know, as much data that the you know, clients are able to provide us about their consumer, and the other side of the data that we have, so the collectively those two together give us a pretty robust data set mm-hmm. that we can then start to segment and we can start to target. So personalization, to your point, is only going to get you know more and more relevant as we you know
0: continue down that. Path right personalization. We love talking about data. So obviously, uh, your clients can supply you with the first-party data. What kind of data can you bring to the party? So we
1: we have you know again with our 110 million consumers we have a, we have a fairly robust household level data, mm-hmm. um, and then you know we we do with a couple of our consumer brands our Red Plum uh, consumer brand we do have uh, you know personalized data coming from that. We have a certain uh, sector of email addresses. So, you know, between th- those data pools and the first-party data coming from, from our clients, yeah. it's it's a fairly robust uh, data pool.
0: Okay. And now, I in your role, I don't know how close you get to the marketing stack, as it were, so tell me if I'm leading you oh. down a, you know, a blind alley. But um, what uh, what solutions or tools do you use for the segmentation, the targeting? splitting the audience up that kind of thing. yeah so
1: we, we work with a couple different partners uh, distillery axiom okay. as you can imagine yeah, yeah. so you know a lot of the kind of the real data sourcing and providers to really help us very specifically target so um, so th- those help us really do both kind of the the, the pre setting up the campaigns and then the other side on the post to be able to show our you know the, the ROI for the advertisers on on the back end right but, but you know target helping us very specifically target is critically important so they, they help us do that
0: great uh, distillery and axiom two familiar names to our regular readers um where's this going in the future are we just slowly and incrementally heading towards a world where print will go away uh, uh, is it a transition you're managing or do you really see like you know, for our purposes, our lifetimes, it's still going to be with us.
1: I think it's going to be really relevant. I mean, one of the things that we're working on a couple of new different uh, printed products that we're really, really excited about. Um, And again, primarily because it has that great connectivity between online and offline. So I think as long as we can provide our advertisers with this multi-channel solution, with the scale which we can, which puts us in a very unique position in the industry, having that 110 million uh, for print and then our overlaying that with our large digital audience, those two together puts us in a fairly unique position. And if we can continue to innovate and bring new ways for our marketers to be able to connect to consumers um, that, again, continue to deliver against their ROI, we're, we're pretty bullish on print and pretty excited with what we see in the near term on the new products that we're going to be launching uh, in 17 and beyond. So, okay.
0: And Just a preview, I know people can't always disclose new products or new pathways before they happen. Can you give us any kind of indication where BLAS is going?
1: Yeah, I, I would say on the printed side, there's a couple things. One, uh, which is going to be much more around creating contextual experiences. So you could see something coming from us in the very near term, which we're going to be piloting. That'll be very content-specific. It could be around beauty, it could be around health, mm-hmm. it could be you know, around a specific subject matter, and then we'll work with either a single advertiser um, that will create that can, that experience, that content experiences, or it could be that we create a theme and then we engage with multiple advertisers around that category or that sector and allow them to use that as a kind of a jump-off point, if you will, to engage consumers. And that digital extensions I mentioned, the watermark will really help that. I think the combination come together quite quite well. The other thing that we're really excited about is uh, Audible um, mm-hmm. and the audible connection to consumers. And we're we're in early days uh, partnering with the company Activate Me and they've got audible targeting technology that allows the consumers as you're if you have the, the app download on your phone, as you're watching a TV commercial and all of a sudden your your it connects to the app and it recognizes you, again, it personalizes the offer back to you. Oh. And that can be both, you know, at home, but also can be used in stores. So you can imagine it. you're at one of your, you know, your local retail stores, and there's promotional offers that the marketer wants to send to you at point of influence. Mm-hmm. So again, whether you're, you know, looking at a health and beauty sector, or, you know, whatever section you happen to be in the store, that you're interested in, and if there happens to be an offer or something that's playing inside the store, the human ear won't hear the the audible, but your phone will pick it up, and right. it can send again a very personalized experience or offer to the consumer. So we're really bullish around uh, in store and that audible connection to consumers. And so early days, yeah. but you know what we've seen in terms of what we're experimenting with, we're we're pretty excited about.
0: Very interesting and. Uh, the theme we're seeing here, as so often, is this merging of offline and online worlds, especially when it comes to marketing.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, and again, it's reaching that consumer where they are and when they want to be connected to and and open to receive a message. It's just going to be you know so important because, as you know, being in New York, you walk down the street. There's so much noise around <laughs> yep. you, right? And how do you cut through that clutter? And it makes it much more personalized for the consumer if it's something they're they're
0: interested in and they're open to. Right. That's good for everyone. Wayne, thank you so much thank for you. joining us for the podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening in. And we'll be going one-on-one again very shortly. This is Kim Davis. Thank you.